How we doing, everybody? This is Colin Strikes with your boy, AJ Torres, courtesy of the Worst Take Network. How's everybody doing today? I hope all of you are well. And for today's topic, I had got something that MLB posted a couple of days ago. It is the top 10 bullpens in all of Major League Baseball. Now, I'm kind of thinking to myself, okay, what's the list going to be? I'm thinking they're going to put the Braves up there, even though they're disappointed in the postseason. I'm thinking Yankees are up there. And I was actually shocked on some of the list, uh, particularly with uh, the Rays trading their setup man away to the Padres for like their 100th outfielder. You know, things like that. But shockingly, I found that the New York Mets found themselves in spot number seven. And I... Personally, I thought to myself, because I live in Connecticut and I I take note of all the teams around, the, the Yankees, the Mets, the Red Sox, even once in a while the Pirates and the Phillies. I mean, I'm just jam-packed here in the Northeast. But I knew right off the bat, the Mets? Really? So I decided to use my lunch break. When I was at work, I was available, and I pulled some numbers. And we're going to talk, because I think this is a topic that I've been watching all across of last year. And there was ups and downs, but let's get to it. If I give you a pitcher, this is a relief pitcher, mind you. 66 games, only 58 innings. 99 strikeouts to 22 walks. That sounds good. But the catch, ERA of 5.59. 5.59. Does that sound like an ERA of a closing pitcher? Now granted, I saw Edwin Diaz when he was dominant. And I get why they traded for him. He got a lot back in return. They think this guy, I think his name is Kalenic. They think he's going to be a great prospect. Only catch is that Seattle. And Seattle, if you haven't noticed over the course of a couple of years, many years, outside one or two like King Felix, they just kill potential talent, which is why it becomes a free agency destination for those. But it's just how it is. There's a lot of talent there that just... I'm not sure if it's the scouting department. I'm not sure if it's coaching. I don't know what it is. But I think there's a reason why a lot of guys from Seattle get shipped out. Or they become projects as I... I'm starting to really hate the term project. But let's continue onward. Diaz is a Met. And regardless of trade offers, they said, you know what? We're investing. We got to stick with it. But if that's your closing pitcher, how much worse can it get? I'll tell you. 66 games. 63 strikeouts to 42 walks. That's a lot more walks, less strikeouts. But, okay, we'll run with it. But that's only out of 60 innings and ERA of... 5.70. That is 5.70. Anybody know who it is? It's Jerry's Familia, your setup man. 
as far as I'm concerned, I understand that there was a lot of factors last year. But Familia and Diaz, your set man, your closer, your one-two punch, as they call it, they're throwing bad in practice. Awful to see. Familia got paid decent, and Diaz, well, if you throw in that trade ship uh, clinic and what they would mean to that team, I mean, putting Cano there was a mistake too, but I'm not getting in the lineup right now. I could go there for a while. But those two are concerning right off the bat. But there's some good. There's some good here. Now, I'm going to go off of a positive note because these are the two bads. We're going Justin Wilson, okay? Let's just double-check and pull up his numbers for everybody. Just so I... I got some written down, but there's a couple things I want to know. I want to know how many games. Let's see. Apparently there's a Justin Wilson of the... Uh, huh. South American chef. Cajun-inspired. You learn something new every day, huh? Justin Wilson, baseball. Okay, okay. <laughs> the guy's only making a little over one and a half million, so I don't want to hear about the coupons complain about money. Because if you look at Familia, that guy's probably making about $10 million this year. Let's see. Oh, so, yep, there we go. It, oh, it was, it was Brock that was... Uh, that was the trade piece. I, I always confuse those two for some reason. But we got 45 games, 39 innings. Now, this is going to change because the lefty specialist is going to have to throw to three batters. He can't throw to one or two. He's got to finish the inning or throw to at least three batters. So that is going to change. I'm not sure how he's going to adjust. But I think with the 60-game season... There's not going to be a lot of miles on the arm. This might be, uh, might be a good year for relief pitching, believe it or not. Just a theory. So 45 games, 39 innings, 44 strikeouts to 19 walks, ERA of 2.54. That is 2.54. I think that's solid. That's your lefty specialist? Not bad. Now, let's go to Gesellman. Now, I've always wondered what his role was, because some people are like, oh, I think he's a good prospect starting pitcher. Okay, the rotation's full. Now what? Oh, let's put him in the bullpen. Oh, this guy's hurt. We're going to let him close. And, uh, that, that, that's a no for me, because I've seen it with certain guys, and you have to give them a role. You eventually have to f figure out what this person's doing. Now, Gesellman is relatively young, He's only going to be 26 years old this year. That's my age. I think he could adjust. But with him, 52 games, 63-plus innings. That's uh, 63 innings and two-thirds of an inning. 60 strikeouts to 23 walks. It's okay. ERA of 4.66. Now, there's times where I think that he was just thrown in there because they had nobody else. I remember Carlos Torres, no relation. He went in there, and I think he... I think there was one year where he had, like, 100 appearances. I have 162 games. That's terrible. Really, for the relief pitcher, anyway. 
I mean, really, just that poor arm. And now, I go to Brock before I go to the X Factor here. So when I go to Brad Brock, now there's a lot of miles on this arm. He's going to be age 34. But I'm just going with his Met numbers here because if we go by his combined year, his ERA is 547. This is the combined years out of 58 games, 54 plus innings, strikeouts 60 to 31 walks. His strikeouts to walk ratio in New York was 15 to 3. Only pitched 14 plus innings. But he did a solid job in the Met rotation. That was what they needed. But now, let's go to the X factor of the Met rotation. And that is, well, bullpen slash rotation. And that is Seth Lugo. Now, keep in mind, the guy wants to be a starter, but they keep putting him in the bullpen. It's like, oh, hey, uh, this guy's here. Oh, this guy's her. I mean... I remember when he was reliever of the week, he did well, but the problem being is if this guy's going to be a starter, I think you have to take this year to figure it out, because I don't know if they got a good shot in their division this year. I have no idea what the odds are, what could go right. Noah Syndergaard's got Tommy John surgery. The bullpen doesn't look great so far, as I've described so far. And this is what I'm going off of here. 61 games. We got 80 ins. 104 strikeouts to 16 walks, which that ratio is great. ERA of 270. 270 ERA. That's good. Now, mind you, between starting and being put in the bullpen, he had 19 games. 18 of them were starts in 2017. Only had five starts in 2018. Last year had zero starts. So even though Lugo seems like he goes, hey, you know what, I want to be a starting pitcher. To me, it looks like he belongs in the bullpen. But there's some worries and some concerns I have there. And it's simply the conditioning. Now, I've seen countless prospects. You know, they're a starting pitcher, and then they get called up to the major leagues, and they're say, hey, I need you to be in the bullpen. And then next thing you know, it's like, hey, uh, within this 10-game span, you've had four appearances, you've thrown three-plus innings, uh... We need a fresh arm for the next series. You're being sent down. Then there's that period in between. It's like, hey, two days he reports to the minor league team, the AAA or AA team. Then three days rest and he makes a start and then he eventually gets called back up. Pick a role for these guys because all it's going to do is hurt him. Not mentally, but physically. Because my concern is with the short season... This could happen. He could get back in the starting rotation. But if not, the man is turning 30. You usually don't make these big adjustments 
past age 30. The big problem that this is going to the new manager, and this is Seth Lugo. When you're in the bullpen, you need to be available more than just once a week. Maybe twice a week. You need to be available. Sometimes you need to pitch two games in a row. The one thing that Seth Lugo hasn't been able to do is I haven't seen him go out there and pitch two games in a row, which that to me is important because if you look at all the relief pitchers, right, the good ones, we're talking Jensen, we're talking Britton, we're talking uh, Chapman. There's many guys out there. Look at his teammates. It's a common thing. It's relief pitching. They could go out there two games in a row. Now, there's some managers, including Joe Girardi famously, does not put a guy out there three games in a row. Meaning, hey, if it's Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, he could pitch Monday and Tuesday, he's not pitching Wednesday. The, re- the real reason why he does this is it saves the arm over time. For in June, it's like, hey, I need you in September, possibly October. Let's not kill the arm. The only... There's not too many guys I know on the bear teams that do so. Only when it's a really important game. But if Seth Lugo could somehow come up with a routine, condition, get used to it. If you look at the numbers, particularly the 104 strikeouts to 16 walks, that's more strikeouts and less walks than the closer. Now, I'm not saying that Seth Lugo should have the closer role. And there has been games where he has pitched two solid innings. Now, if you pitch two innings and you want to take three days off, it's okay. But when you pitch two innings, your pitch count is around 45, and then you have to take a four days off rest like you're a starting pitcher. I don't know if that could fly. Like, if you're around 60 or 70, that's long relief. Okay, go ahead. Take four days off. Fifth day, you know, get in the bullpen, stretch, eat well, make sure you're conditioned, whatever. And get out there, get ready. Because chances are, winning or losing, you're going in. Because the arm needs work. How this is going... How that will work, I simply don't know. It's not too many cases I see it. But it's starting to become more common with these guys where you have to find the role. Uh, The Yankees commonly have a lot of guys like this. And I think the best thing to do as far as deciding the role and what to do, the best example I could think of is when you got a guy who throws gas... Take Craig Kimbrell, for example. He was originally in Atlanta Brave, if I remember correctly. He throws close to 100 miles an hour, and when he gets called up, what do they do? Oh, he's got durability. Ah, you're putting him in the bullpen. He throws gas, and they never went back. Never went back. As in, hey... Your stuff is dominant. People fear you. Hey, you got that 
you know, I'm going to, uh, you got like this monster creature-like uh, setup before you throw the ball. Whatever works, right? I hope he has a bounce-back year. I know that draft pick uh, compensation thing really uh, affected him. I'm hoping for good things, and let's be real, the Chicago Cub bullpen was a dumpster fire. The worst. It was Garbaggio. It just was. And that's no offense to uh, Madden either. It's just it's freaking terrible. Just awful. If you look at the numbers, the Nationals did not have a good bullpen at the beginning of the year. And the Cubs, right up there for being the worst in baseball last year. The numbers just do not lie. They don't. But back to the course at hand, I don't know who the best is out of these guys. And also keep in note that Dellen Batanzas, take last year out of it because it was two batters. And he tore his Achilles. So he pretty much took a year off. Wasn't in the playoffs. Pitched. Not even one inning. It was just an injury-plagued year. At age 31, I believe, now? Yeah, age 31. He's hoping to bounce back. But why they're number 7 on this list is because of the ceiling level, so it seems. If you're going by based of how high the ceiling is, shouldn't the Dodgers be higher than 10? Because if you have those guys like Joe Kelly, Jansen, Goslin, Baez, when you have all those guys working right, I could say about fifth. And the Mets, everything firing off right. If you throw in Lugo, if you go, and let's say the starter goes five innings, right? Lugo goes for one or two. You occasionally throw in Justin Wilson there. And if you need Familian Diaz to shut the door when they're on, I could understand. But mind you, hope is not a plan. That's just how it goes. Hope is not a plan. The one who taught me that? Brandon Steiner from Steiner Sports Marketing. Read his book. I'm not, I don't promote uh, anything. This is not an ad, but it was just a good book in my opinion. I was reading it when I was... Uh, Working at uh, Spray Park in Danbury, Connecticut as uh, my first summer job. Kept me entertained. But we are going into the Mets season. And is hope the word? It kind of fits. Between manager switches, uh, Pete Alonzo in his sophomore year, the pitching as a whole... And then there's the ownership group of who's buying the team, which thankfully the coupons are heading out. They're a disgrace. And the fact that MLB never once stood in and said, hey, 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 we can't do this, man. The fact that MLB helped them out is why even the Met fans hate them. They're a disgrace. Not the worst owners in all of sports, mind you. I know who they are. 
It's the guy on the other side of New York named James Dolan of the Garden. But that's going to be a factor. I don't know how it's going to change the culture of the clubhouse or anything. It could be something in the water, which there is something in the water in Queens compared to the Bronx. Food for thought. The difference is the pizza. (laughs) But... Let's go with the verdict here. Is the Mets bullpen a top 10? Absolutely not. What's the ceiling and what's the floor? The floor is Diaz is going to be borderline chased out of New York. And they're going to have to completely rebuild the bullpen from scratch and just salvage what they have. I could see a couple of these guys staying and a couple of these guys they're moving on from. As far as the ceiling goes, they can be a top five, uh, not top five, top ten bullpen. But if I had to recommend anything, Familia gets very unlucky and he's going to have to improve those unlucky pitches. Less meatballs. Diaz, well, if Chad Green can do it, I think he can do it. There's other guys that have done it. If the slider is not working, and I understand that Wilson Ramos, some guys do not like to pitch to him. But if the slider is not working for weeks and weeks at a time, you can't just have five games in a row where it's like, Oh, uh, the slider was hanging and it got hit out of the ballpark. How many times could that slide? It can't slide anymore. You have people walk off home run on you. You have people just walk all over you. If the slider isn't working, just throw gas and pinpoint it. That's the only thing I can say. Because that slider is becoming one of the worst pitches to throw in all of baseball. And then, Seth Lugo, if conditioning works and he gets into routine, I think he's going to be a really spot-on relief pitcher and possibly one of the best going into the year. You heard that right. Now, where if that's a worse take or not, it's up for grabs. But if you look at the numbers, as much as Lugo doesn't want, want it, as much as he may not like it, He deserves to be in the bullpen. If you're dominant, you're dominant. It's just simple as that. Thank you, everybody. We will tune in next time. We got other topics. We got Vlad Jr. for one of them. And we got much more as this season starts kicking off. This is AJ Torres from Calling Strikes, courtesy of the Worst Take Network. Take it easy, everybody. Be safe and stay healthy. Later.